Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Time to BS, a U Stadium podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and individuals joining us all throughout wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, a good friend has decided to come back. And pay and pay visits. Dean Blandino, former vice president of officiating for the National Football League, currently for Fox Sports. Welcome back, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You know, crazy times, but it's good to <laughs> see some familiar faces and, and, and talk for a little bit. Thanks, man. Uh, we would have had Kyle come on, our great Bills fan, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He shot a few rounds of golf and drank and drank himself sick. So. Did he? <laughs> no, I he. Just, I just went on. I was on the Bills radio today with Steve Tasker, so uh, I could have I could have shared some stories with him. <laughs> that was, oh, he's missing out then. Oh, he's oh, he is missing out. <laughs> he's so pissed <laughs> off right now. That's the funniest part. Um, so. Yeah, things have obviously changed since the last time we spoke. I believe we spoke sometime in December. Regardless, um, things have changed. A, a season has passed, a new champion has been crowned, and a new season is sort of on schedule, I would assume Hopefully. so. Yeah, I would assume so, knock on wood. But um, there, there were new rules that were proposed uh, throughout the league and obviously the owner's committee and the league office. Um one of them was the elimination of the onside kick entirely and bringing in a new 4th and 15 conversion technique. So, uh, what are your thoughts? I, I understand it's been, you know, tossed away entirely, but if that were to go for, how would you, how would you view that? Yeah, it's interesting. So the way, yeah, they tabled it, so that means it still could, it still could come up, but they tabled it, which usually means they didn't have the votes to pass it. Um, that fourth and fifteen, I guess the way the rule was 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 written is that you could use it twice during the game, so you could still onside, but if you if you wanted, you could try a fourth and fifteen play from the twenty-five, and um, if you got a first down, you keep the ball and you keep going, just like just like normal. 
it, it's an interesting concept. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, more exciting games and, and, and allowing teams to try to come back and more exciting finishes. I, I like the onside kick. I don't think I'm, – I'm not in favor of necessarily making – fundamental changes to to the game like that um, yeah I, I still think the onside kick is an exciting play and you can still look you can still convert it there was probably i think it was about 12 or 13 percent last year and uh so you know fourth and 15 it's, it's definitely it would be a significant change and uh it sounds like they're not ready to pass it because they uh they tabled it yeah uh mike what about you of course, you know, we got the, you know, for a lot of people that's listening out there and maybe kind of confused in regards to what the NFL is trying to do and a kind of inside story, if you will, with the Sky Judge proposal, what's your take on it and how will the NFL use it to its advantage for the upcoming potential for the upcoming 2020 season? Yeah, the Sky Judge, you know, this is a concept that's been discussed for a couple of years now. The coaches wanted it last year. They voted 32 nothing when they met at the league meeting in March. Um, we ended up with pass interference review. That didn't work out very well. And uh, and so the league is gonna experiment with it in the preseason. They're gonna, they're gonna look at things. I think it's important for people to understand that this preseason experiment is not gonna, they're, you're, they're not gonna look at fouls. They're not gonna look at pass interference or holding. It's still gonna be things like catch, no catch, fumble down by contact, scoring plays, and the, the, the person upstairs would be able to give information to the on-field crew, look at the video, and help them um, you know, with certain calls. And they've got to do it quickly because uh, once you get to 25 seconds on the play clock, they're not going to be able to, to, to communicate. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think we're going to see a sky judge concept in the NFL at some point, and I think this is the first step. How would you change overtime uh, there's a there have been a lot of complaints obvious uh, i'm sure you have heard um just eliminate the current nfl rules of overtime entirely go to college football um someone told me they should go uh, after overtime bring in a 50-yard field goal shootout uh with kickers to get kickers back in the swing of things again um how would you propose the new overtime rules if they were to go things differently through the nfl yeah, I, I like the NFL overtime rule because it still it still has an element of sudden death, right? The game can end on any one play, and I, and I like that. Um, you know, if we had to change it, it would have been interesting. You know, I was involved with the XFL. The XFL overtime was an interesting concept where you basically each team would alternate plays from the five yard line, and then if you were if you scored, that would you know that would be a conversion and at the end of five whoever has more would win and then you you know if you were tied you'd keep going kind of like a soccer shootout or, or a penalty yeah. shootout so that, that's it that's an interesting concept certainly college they the, the ncaa likes that that system it's exciting um there's a lot of options out there i personally i like nfl overtime i think you got to play it keeps all three phases of the game right special teams defense offense you got to play defense um, if you're going to win the game, you know, in a lot of situations, and uh, and there's still sudden death, so so I like it the way it is. Mike, what about you? <clears throat> of course, with the XFL, you know, unfortunately with the with the coronavirus kind of exiting that season, and it sounds like the league can permanently. Would you see any? Is it possible in the near future to see any potential rules that was applied and implemented in the XFL to the? to the NFL, such as the um, kickoff and they're not being able to run down the field until the ball is caught, 
um, or even like a double forward pass, do you see any of those kind of rules adapting into the NFL anytime soon? Yeah, I know. I know they're talking about the XFL kickoff. They, you know, I'm involved in the NCAA rules meetings and competition committee, and I know people on the NFL committee, and they definitely discussed it. Uh, the kickoff, that's for sure, because obviously the goal, the XFL kickoff did a couple of things. It kept the kick return in the game. It was about 93, 94 percent of the kicks were returned, and you didn't have those high impact collisions. Small sample size. It was only five weeks, but there wasn't one concussion reported on a kickoff. <laughs> And so that's good. So I, I think, yeah, the NFL, the NCAA would definitely look at that. And uh, and if there is, you know, a spike in injuries and they do feel compelled to make a change, I think the XFL kickoff could be could be a potential. Um, double four pass, I'm not sure. I think that's, you know, it was an exciting play. I'm not sure if the, if, if the NFL would go that route. Um, but definitely the kickoff. I, I think that's something they'll discuss. So no 50-yard field goal shootouts? <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, to, like, cancel know. ties entirely or, like, cancel tiebreakers entirely? So, like, well, you might. I mean, depending on where, where they're playing, if we're in the middle of a snowstorm or something, the game might never end. We might not never ever make a kick. 45-yard I mean, field well, unless, you know, Adam Vinatieri were still, sure, still exactly. in the league. You know, that's a throwback. 2001. Jeez. Oh, boy. Um... I'm sure I told you, a big Seahawk fan. There were rumors cycling throughout Antonio Brown potentially signing in oh. Seattle. I can see it. Yeah, I see where you're going. I'm not. I'm not for it either. Um, your thoughts? Think, I think. I, you know, I think Antonio needs to. I think he needs to get his stuff together, and and he's obviously he's talented. He's a supremely talented player. Um, but he seems, you know, I've, I've met him a few times. I've seen him at practice. I've never spent a, a ton of time with him, but obviously there's a lot going on with him that he's got to sort out before. Uh, if I were running a club, I, I'd want to make sure that, that we're not going to take on all these other issues. And, and a very talented guy, but I think he's got some other things to, to figure out before a team, you know, really considers signing him. Brady to the box is potentially one of the bigger Super Bowl favorites uh, this year, yeah. are, you, are you buying it or no? Who knows? You know, are they? Look, they. What would they end up last year? They they didn't make the playoffs last year. Obviously, Jameis. I mean, Jameis had a. If you throw away the thirty interceptions, he, he had a pretty decent year. Yeah. But he's not going to throw thirty interceptions. How much does Gronk have? Um, I love Bruce Arians as a coach. I think you still got to. You know, I still think New Orleans is the favorite in that division. Um, and, you know, playoffs, yeah. Super Bowl favorite, I, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. No, I'm not buying it either. Mike, you buying it? Well, uh, no, I'm not buying it at all. I think, again, I know Dan and I, we've spoken about it quite a bit as well. You know, last year, Tom Brady probably had one of the worst seasons in his career. And, you know, just like Peyton Manning, of course, the Super Bowl year that he won, of course, before he retired, I think his play playing is going to be catching up to him. I think his age finally got the best of him. I'm not buying it. He could prove all of us wrong, um, you know, and that wouldn't be surprised at Tom Brady. But again, uh, no, I'm not buying it. I still got them uh, below 500 and, and missing out the playoffs. What have you been doing during this quarantine, other than you know, meetings and stuff? What have you been doing? Like, am I the only one that's like doing nothing? <laughs> like, what are you yeah, doing, man? Like, you're not alone. I, I've actually been pretty busy just because, you know, with 
with Zoom and Skype and all these video conferencing platforms. Yeah, I'd imagine. We've actually been able to do a lot of training with our replay officials on the college side. And, um, and, and, and you know, yesterday, you know, all week I'm on Zoom calls. Yesterday I was, I presented to a, a group of officials in Mexico, right? So, so I would never huh. be able to do that before. And, uh, and it was pretty cool. So, so I've been busy just, just having, you know, virtual training sessions and, and, and different things. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the football off season. So this would be downtime anyway, but I've, but I've actually been pretty busy. You're like no movie binging, no Netflix involved. Just like, Oh, it's definitely. I'm definitely movie binging and Netflix binging. I, I just, I finished a couple, um, a show I just finished on Netflix that I thought was really good was the last kingdom. I definitely recommend that. Um, that was really good. And, uh, you know, I did the whole Tiger King. I'm sure everybody, you know, all nope. that stuff. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no yeah, desire to watch it, but. It's I'm, interesting, let me I, tell you. I, I've Tiger heard the tales. King. I've heard the tales, my friend. <laughs> I have heard the tales indeed. Um, what are your top five, like, best stadiums to go see? I don't know if you've been to, like, uh, like go to like any NFL stadiums like from time to time. Sure. Like, what are your like go to stadiums to go see? Well, you know, I'm not saying this because you're a Seahawks fan, but that you know, Seattle is one of my favorites. It's 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 such a great environment. The crowd is always one of the <laughs> loudest crowds, definitely. Um, yeah, I, li- I like that stadium a lot. I I do. You know, Lambeau Field is is just a historic cool place game. It's still you know yeah. These new stadiums, the bells and whistles, and they're all really cool. But there's something about Lambo and the history and, and kind of sit concrete seats. And it's just kind of everybody's in their seat, you know, an hour before the game and ready to go. So I like Lambo. And then obviously um, Dallas, that, that stadium is, is, is just a it, – it's unbelievable just from, a, from, from all the amenities and everything else. But, but I'd probably say – you know, Seattle and Green Bay are probably two of my favorites. Would you put Gillette Stadium in there potentially? You know, I like the old Foxborough. I, I that was that a nice was stadium. Fun. Foxborough yeah, was, was a nice little stadium. stadium. That was a fun stadium to watch a game. Even, even you know, in, in Oakland, um, you know, the, the stadium was falling apart, but but that was just a kind of a cool environment with yeah. the all the Raider fans. You could, you it was it was tough not to like. You know, get excited when you go to when you go to a stadium like that with those fans. Do you think um, Raider Nation will travel to Vegas? Uh, they they do travel. Like they people I, people I think, say Pittsburgh think, travels, but Raider Nation's everywhere, man. Raider Nation, you've got some teams that are just you know fan, their fans are everywhere. Raiders are one of them. I think that Vegas crowd is going to be an interesting crowd because Vegas is obviously you know that's a transient city. You get a lot of you get a lot of tourists. Um, but but I do think you're going to get a, a core group of Raiders fans that are going to be there every week. Um, do you th- we're 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 going to see a Super Bowl in Vegas eventually, right? You have to at yeah, this point. You have to at this point. I mean, you moved you move you moved a team to Vegas. You build a stadium in Vegas. You're going to get a Super Bowl there eventually. Shit, <laughs> it dropped something. There's that. All right, no one saw that. No one saw that. Um. Did you did you see the new uh, SoFi Stadium in LA yet in Inglewood? I, I haven't. I've, I've driven past it. I've flown over. I, I've seen kind of like the bits and pieces, but I haven't. I've, I haven't actually seen the inside yet. I know it's going to be ready um, sometime in the summer. That's a uh, gorgeous looking building too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty cool stadium to go to. Um, of all, how many of GMs have like you spoken to like going over the rules and stuff like that? Like, have you met have you met Elway before? Like, have you have you had conversations with Elway? How is he as a how is he as a person? He seems like the I, kind of guy that will like you have a few beers with, meet with cigar too. Also, like he seems like a pretty chill guy, right? Yeah, I know John. John's been on the competition committee, so I've got to spend some time with him. And yeah, he's a good guy. He's he's down to earth. He's not a you know he's not a real um, like super talkative. You know he's not like gonna be you know try to come in and be the life of the party, but just a real good dude down to earth. And uh, and yeah, like have a drink, you know, smoke a cigar. <laughs> like he'll he'll tell stories. He'll probably tell stories. He'll like oh I remember back you know in eighty. In '87, the drive uh, against sure. Cleveland, yeah, because you got you got to poke some fun. I mean, you, you you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best ever. You got to like try to force some stories out of him. I'm sure you'll do it with Peyton too, or maybe Drew eventually when he does retire. Tom yeah, too. Yeah, I'm sure they all have stories. Yeah, Brett Brett Favre too, especially Brett Favre will. Brett Favre will have stories, <laughs> good and bad. <laughs> good and bad. Uh, Mike, uh, what questions you got, my man? I feel like I'm driving the whole thing, man. <laughs> You're good, dude. You're good. Go for speaking it, brother. Denver, and then, uh, speaking of Denver, of course, Denver had probably one of the most phenomenal, uh, well, at least one of the best ones. I wish I shouldn't say phenomenal just yet, but one of the best uh, free agents uh, in quite a while, of course. <clears throat> of course, trying to rebuild that organization back up to – to the winning standards. I know Dan and I, we talked about uh, Drill Casey uh, of a steal of a trade that was a few months back in regards. Who would you rank probably the top three as your best um, free agents, uh, best free agencies uh, this year? You know, I, I think if, if you just the off season in, in total, obviously Tampa's going to jump out. I mean, whenever you can sign to Tom Brady and then you sign Gronkowski, um, Certainly, depending on how much Tom has has left in the tank, I mean, you got to talk about that. I think, you know, look at Arizona. Arizona had a pretty good off season with the DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Game. And uh, and that's going to be, you know, that's going to be an interesting, an interesting team. I thought they had a good draft. It's it's really, um, you know, again, it's like with the NFL. Every it's the only league really where I feel like all thirty two franchises feel like they have a chance right they feel like they they've got a chance to 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 win it all and and uh, where some of these other leagues it's probably you know there's probably four or five teams that maybe could win it and uh and so you know again i probably tampa probably made the most noise with the with the brady signing and uh yeah we'll see how the season plays out uh what are your thoughts of the cody ford uh blocking penalty <laughs> We're laughing because Kyle has been screaming at us. Ask Dean about that block, please. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't think it was, I didn't think that was the intent of the rule. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a foul. Um, then they doubled down, then they fined him. I just I just thought that was not the intention of the rule, and uh, and I didn't think it was a foul. Um, he, he was also screaming about... Um, why was it you know caked there, but but also allowed through the rest of the playoffs? Is it just oh Buffalo? Oh, what was me? Or it's just you know, going back to our previous conversation of favoritism. No, I mean there's 
Buffalo, yeah, every fan base has some 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 complaint like that, and, and it is. I don't think there's any favoritism or 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 bias against Buffalo or any other organization, but that oh, usually boy. comes up from time to time. Uh, did we talk the music? Did we talk about the Music City Miracle, Mike? I can't remember. I can't remember. Like, did yes, we? Yes, we did. We did. I remember back uh, when we did? We did bring that up, yes, sir. Okay, I was. I can't remember because we talked Kyle and like Buffalo. The music scene miracle keeps popping up, like in my brain of the one gear in my head is turning and the smoke is coming out of my ears. Like that's oh man. Um, what are what are your like favorite games ever outside of the Super Bowl? Um, what are your like five like favorite games like to go back and rewatch? From times I've seen, damn, that was a good game. Um, there were, co- I mean, a couple of games that I that I was at, not Super Bowls, but um, that I remember that kind of stand out. I remember the, um, I remember the the Giants Packers NFC Championship game. I think it was Favre's last game. As that was Favre's last game as a Packer. Yeah, and it was. It was like. Ten below. It was freezing. Oh, um, he threw an interception in overtime. The Giants ended up winning that game. Um, that I just remember that just because of the environment and it was far. You know, they didn't know at the time, but it was it was his last game. And, and so I'll, I'll always remember that one. Lambo freeze. You know, frozen tundra. The whole thing. Um, you know, there there's games that ooh, they they played. Well, ESPN and Fox. They've been playing games. Uh, because obviously we haven't had sports. They've been playing some of these classic games. And, uh, you know, they had the, the, the Giants-Eagles game, and I think it was 2010. Yeah, that was Vic's, that was Vic's comeback. And Jackson, um, you know, returned the, the, the punt at the end of the game. The Giants had had a big lead in that game. Um, there was, uh, you know, I was actually just watching, not NFL, but college. I was watching the 2003 Fiesta Bowl last night. Yeah, that was Oh God! That was a great game. There's there's so many, you know, that you go back and you think about, um, and 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 I feel just lucky to have been a part of some of those games. Um, I was actually somebody reminded me, I was actually the replay official for the game when Drew Bledsoe got hurt in 2001 and Brady (laughs) came in. Claudia Burgess jersey. I was the replay official for that game. Somebody, somebody. Are you um, serious? Yeah, and just like we were talking. Oh about my it. God! So I I went back and forth between jerseys. I got Cam doing over there on my bed, um, and then I was like, you know what? Screw it! I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my Bledsoe jersey, and yeah. sure enough, you talk Drew Bledsoe. I was like, God, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, was was Miami robbed in that Fiesta Bowl? Do you think? Like, if you had to go yeah, back, you know, that was it's a tough call. That was, you know, I would have, I, I on fourth down in overtime. You know, you want the officials to call it the same throughout the game. I, I thought that was one they could have let go. I can make a case. Yeah, maybe there was some early contact. Maybe he grabbed him. I just think I just thought that was a tough call to make in that situation. <laughs> Kyle just texted me. Thank you, Dean. Love robbery. you. It was robbery. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the biggest Josh Allen fan I've ever met. <laughs> like, well, I asked him what the hell Josh Allen was doing on that one run when he tried to pitch the ball backwards. Oh, oh, oh man! Uh, trust, trust me, he's he's seen some he's seen some nonsense with Josh. He wants him to see. Apparently, he's getting more bets 
as the league MVP this year than any wow. quarterback. It's really? crazy. No, it's That's like if you like if you look at like Vegas Sportsbook, it's no, I think Mike's on it right now. <laughs> I think Mike is on it right now. Mike, what do you got? What's that? Uh, how What's many uh, how many bets are Josh people Allen? how many bets are people placing on Josh Allen to win MVP this year? I can look it up. All right, I thought you were already on it. He's actually the leading quarterback besides uh, Lamar Jackson to be top three to to, uh, to win it. More importantly, was Russell Wilson because he was robbed last year of some MVP votes. But listen, no, no, not taking it away from Lamar. Every single right to be the MVP by far, but Russ should have been had had some votes to be the MVP. I agree. He had a great year. I think they. Um, I think Lamar Jackson just had, you know, all year. It just felt like it was. It was. Russell was kind of under the radar MVP season, and Lamar was just, you know, putting up the. You know, the, the they, they were thirteen and three, and he was running and passing and just having an unbelievable year. But yeah, I thought Red Wilson should have had some votes. East Coast bias. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. stupid. It's like. It's the same with 2014. J.J. Watt had Houston made the playoffs that year. That was the year Aaron Rodgers won MVP, his second time. Had Houston made the playoffs, J.J. Watt would have been the MVP. Do you think that? Maybe, yeah, it, yeah. It, Aaron Donald, even two years ago, when the Rams yeah. went to the Super Bowl, he should have got MVP votes. I'm sure he did, but but do you think the like the league MVP has become, you know, most valuable offensive player to this point. I mean, there have only been two. There have only been three non-offensive players in the history of the league since '66, actually, to win the MVP. Mark, Mark Mosley, and what was it? 80, he was a kicker. Um, Lawrence Taylor in '86, and then Alan Page in '71. So, it's. Yeah, it's definitely look. It's an offensive league. They put up, you know. It's obviously they can. There's more statistics that that offensive players can put up, and you know, I think you have to have. I, you know, I think back to Lawrence Taylor during that year. I think you have to have something so above and beyond as a defensive player really change the game, um, in order to get MVP. Like JJ, um, and, you know, I thought JJ's uh, JJ had certainly a guy that certainly could have won one. There, there have been a couple of others, you know, Reggie White, some other guys, Aaron oh, Donald, like you said. Um, but, yeah. Let me uh, – hold on, guys. I got something in the oven, so I don't want to burn it. I'll be right back. All right, no problem. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break regardless anyway. All right.
heck? All right, right on. Um, so I looked up the odds for the MVP. Josh Allen's forty to one right now. Jesus, <laughs> that would make Kyle happy. <laughs> he's forty to one. I think it's like four to one. Yep. He's getting bets. He is getting a lot of bets. Uh, quick for fun. Where's Drew Locke? <laughs> you know what? You know what? He's gonna win. He's a uh, hundred to one. Might as well give him a shot. Yeah. Oh, give him a shot. Baker Mayfield, forty to one. Oh, of course he's up there. <laughs> and Kyler Murray, twenty to one. Uh, where were the two thousand three Fiesta Bowl rank on your on your best college football games ever? Like other than the 06 Rose Bowl, because you know that's gonna have his class. Yeah, the 06 Rose Bowl was was up there. Um. You know, I remember watching. Uh, I grew up. Uh, I grew up a, a Hurricanes fan, so I remember all the you know the Florida State Miami games, the wide right. Um, you know, but that that the Fiesta Bowl. I forgot how many just like how much talent there was on the field. Oh, I was think about nuts. guys. It's on both sides of the ball. How many NFL you know players and first rounders. Um, Unbelievable, both programs, and uh, yeah, I mean some of those college games. Uh, it's, it's I remember Michigan State, uh, not Michigan, Michigan Ohio State. It was what year was that where they were one and two, and they played um, obviously late in the year, and it, it was it was something some crazy forty two to thirty nine game, and it was an unbelievable game. Um, that that was one I remember. That was pretty. That was a pretty amazing game. What about Penn State over Ohio State? Uh, the game that put Penn State back on the map, the blocked field goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a fun. Blocked field goal. Oh. Was the, what was the? Was that Alabama Auburn or, or when? Uh, that was the kicks. The kick six was uh, Alabama Auburn. The Iron. Yeah. It was like the Iron Bowl. The last time Auburn went to the national title game, that was uh, that was the uh, the kick six game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, where would you rank? Uh, keeping it on college football, where would you rank? I believe not. And I'm a diehard Sooner. And I hate bringing this up, but I'm gonna have to. Where would you rank the Fiesta Bowl, where Boise State did the Statue of Liberty uh, oh, against man, Oklahoma to upset them? Where would you rank that at? In your yeah, that's games? up there. That's like top five. I mean, because nobody expected Boise to do that, and then and then you know with the the Statue of Liberty and the, the whole deal. And then, and then he proposes to his girlfriend who's a cheerleader. I mean, it was such a pretty, it was just a, a cool, um, I'm always like, that's why I like the NCAA, the basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Because I like, you know, you like when the underdog, you know, that the, the, you know, the 13 seed, the 14 seed can win that game. Yeah. That's what that kind of felt like. That was fun. Those are, those are always fun. Oh, it sucks that, you know, March Madness is, has is not going to happen. Well, it hasn't happened because uh, it would have happened already. Yeah. But um, oh man, what are you looking forward to the most outside the NFL? Like coming back? But I'm, you know what I'm excited for? I'm I'm really excited for this 24 team hockey playoff. Yeah. That that my man team. That's exciting. <laughs> the NHL playoffs and and so I'm just interested in that I'm not sure 
you know, what's happening with the NBA right now. Uh, oh, the NBA is going to do the same. The NBA is going to the NBA if if hockey is going to happen, the the NBA is guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Oh man, the, obviously the Kings are not going to make it. Like, because you're a Ranger fan, right? I'm a Ra- I'm a Rangers fan. All right. Man. Better than Toronto. Let's let's boil, let's both be clear there. Better than Toronto. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what else? Kind of keeping the, kind of keep the playoff kind of atmosphere, so to speak. Do you see college football ever expanding um, for to potentially eight, or do you think that they're just going to settle on four for quite a while? I you know I do think it'll eventually expand. I don't know how you know how long that's going to take. But I, I just I do feel like the CFP has been has been so successful, and you know they're definitely looking to expand at some point. And whether that's six teams or eight teams, there's just you know there's a lot of there's just a lot of push for that right now. And uh, you know there's a lot of money involved, and there's 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 everything else. Um, so yeah, I think you could get to six or eight, and I think that's going to happen you know at some point. Are you buying the Trevor Lawrence hype, or do you feel like something's not right here? It's not tickling my fancy. What's that? Am I buying what? Are you buying the Trevor Lawrence hype? Because I'm not. Oh, the Trevor Lawrence hype. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I thought I thought he I thought he showed a lot against Ohio State in the in the yeah. semifinal game. I thought they were you know they had it they had him early they were up. They were kind of beating him up a little bit, and I thought he really stepped up. Obviously, LSU, um, things were you know, they were just offensively, they were just too much for uh, for Clemson. Both sides of the um, ball, they were just you know, they were worlds better than Clemson. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, look, he's he could he could not play another down of college football, and he'd be the number one overall pick. You know, easy, easy. So. You know, who knows at that point? Is he is he going to translate to a great NFL quarterback? I don't know. He's certainly you can't argue with his college resume. I mean, he's lost no. one game, and it was in the national championship game. You know, against one of the one of the arguably one of the best college football teams of all time. So, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah. He but he's got all the he's got all the tools. He's got the physical. You know, he's six six. He's got the arm. He's got every, he's got everything. He's got great hair. That, that you would yeah. want. So and and yeah, and the sunshine, the hair, the yeah, that Georgia, that was that, that Georgia, that Georgia flair. But yes, he is from Georgia, right? Just making sure. I don't want to get anything wrong, but like, uh, I don't know where he's from. It's called Georgia. Let's call it Georgia. Let's not look it up. Let's let's. let's, let's he's from Georgia. All right, he's from Georgia. Oh yeah, there we go. Fuck it, he's from Georgia. Yeah. Well, double down. He's from. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Where would you like? Was we're sticking on the topic of college Bill, football? Georgia. There you go. There you go. Um, Carterville, Georgia. Like, what are your? Where would you rank LSU among like the all-time greatest college football teams? Like, we could even include '93 Penn State, who that never won a national title, but like, that we could go on and on about that. Like. Yeah, that I mean that's a debate. Obviously, if you look at their resume, they the the number of like what they beat some some ridiculous like they beat however many top ten teams or top five teams. I think it was like six. Is, I think it was like six un- top twenty five teams. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, they you know Burrow had a historic season. 
you know, for a guy that really hadn't played a, a full season, transferred from Ohio State, um, you know, I, I certainly think they're up there. I think of some of those, like you said, those Penn State teams, some of those Notre Dame teams, those Miami teams. Yeah, um, Oklahoma you know, too. Oklahoma. You got you got put the Sooners in there too. Without right. you got there, there was um, there's so many Nebraska. Well, you know, had Tommy Frazier and that 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 team. Um, you know, we could probably debate that for a long time. It's oh, just it's speculation. Yeah. The, Someone said, oh, Jameis Winston's Heisman year at Florida State. Um, you could put that team somewhere in there, too. But it's, sure. It probably. You never know. I mean, that was a damn good team. An awesome game, too. That was a really good game. That was a good game. That was a very – some with the Rose Bowl. That just – it just does things. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, – the last time we did yeah. this year yeah. was a great game, Wisconsin and, and, and Oregon. Long Island's um, own, Jack Cohen. <laughs> Long Island. Yeah, right. you didn't know. You didn't. You forgot about that. Yeah, Jack Cohen's actually. Jack Cohen grew, uh, grew up a town across from me where I grew up. Is he from Huntington? Saville. Okay. Saville, so South Shore kid. Yeah. Like me, Belmore. Yeah, I remember. Um, I'm. I think he could be a top quarterback prospect if he does. A, if he does really good this year, because they, yeah. all right. I'm call, I'm calling it. Uh, Jack Cohen could be a top five quarterback prospect. I'm, I'm are you, saying are it. You, are you buying into the Jack Cohen Heisman hype? Is that what you're saying? No, you're, no, you're I'm not buying the Heisman hype. Heisman? I, I just I don't know who's going to win the Heisman. This I really have no clue. Not, not, a, not a quarterback at Wisconsin. No, that's not. No, that's not going to happen. Running no, back. <laughs> running back. Yeah, running back maybe. For all we know, I mean, for all we know, Kyle Clifford at Penn State quarterback could win the Heisman, for all I know. Which don't forget Spencer Rattler. That's him. Oklahoma. For all we know, Justin. For all we know, Justin Fields uh, could win the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence oh, could God. easily win it. I don't. I don't know about Ohio State quarterback. I can't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I just can't. I mean, going back to even Troy Smith when he won the Heisman in like two thousand five. Yeah, they haven't, I mean, they haven't really. I'm trying to think. They they haven't they haven't done well in the in in the NFL. Even oh, uh, what's his name? The 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 quarterback that he got in trouble for the tattoo deal, and then oh, Terrell uh, Pryor. Oh Pryor. yeah. Well, Pryor started, but like he was, he was a better gadget player than anything else. Throughout his career, yeah, he ended up playing receiver uh, in in the league. For yeah, thousand yard receiver. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I mean, JT Barrett. I thought you know would have had the biggest success, or I think it was him or or Cardell Jones. Well, yeah. Well, Cardell Jones had that one. You know, he had that run, and then they got drafted pretty high, and then he just didn't pan out. He ended up in the XFL this past season. Played it played well early on. Um, but yeah, never, never, never really, never really turned the corner. You've got um, Haskins that that you know Washington drafted uh, had a great season, you know, at Ohio State and uh, kind of had an up and down rookie year, uh, you know, when he did start. So you know, the jury's still out on him. Yeah, true. How do you think the skins are gonna? How do you think the skins are gonna do? Uh, Ron Rivera is a terrific hire for the Redskins. Yeah, Ron I Green. love that hire. One of my favorite people on the planet. He's a good guy, great coach. 
Um, I think I think he could he could get it turned around. Um, again, it's going to depend on you know is Haskins the guy at quarterback, and uh, and you know their defense will improve, and uh, you know because because he's just he's a great coach. But he is a terrific coach. The NFC East will be interesting. The NFC East will be. Uh... Uh, the Giants, the Giants could make some... You never know with the Giants at this point. Dallas, I mean, is Dak signed? I have no clue. I mean, I haven't seen no, it. not yet. I mean, they're still, they're still working on oh, it. Oh, for God's um, sakes. The, oh, God. Yeah, they've got a lot of talent, Dallas. And obviously, you know, they got to... If they they decide that Dak is the guy, because they did, they did sign Andy Dalton probably to put a little pressure on Dak. That we could, that we, you know, if we don't sign him to a long year, long term deal, just take um, the money, man. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of Cowboy fans, particularly in Los Angeles, that are screaming right now. Just the deck, you greedy man. Just sign the contract. Take the money. You have yeah. probably the best chance in God knows how long. Um, you have a really good receiving core. Um, Obviously, still a really good offensive line. That defense is top notch. Mike McCarthy's a, Mike McCarthy's a really good coach, and yeah. and you're div- you you don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. You have no idea. But even then, like the Giants, who knows? Washington, I don't know. I mean, same with the Jets. I mean, Buffalo is the slam dunk favorite to win that division, but Belichick's still there. Uh, the Jets, we don't know. I don't know. No, I, I think the AFC East is going to be. I think it's going to be. Obviously, it's going to be more competitive this year. Um, I don't think you can ever count New England out, even even with Brady. Hello. Know, the way Belichick, you know, the coach that he is, and um, who knows uh, what Stidham can come in and 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 maybe he's maybe he becomes the next Brady. Who you know who knows and they go on another run. But Buffalo, this if they're gonna, this is the year. This, the, yeah, it's all set up. That is the year. Uh, Kyle might be joining uh, in like five minutes, so <laughs> he's, I'm sure he's getting ready to uh, unleash. <laughs> uh, you'll so like Connor, him. You'll like a great guy. Connor, Kyle's a great guy. He is a great uh, guy. It, uh, who would be your dark horse to kind of keep an eye out on the 2020 season? Um, you know, I, I would say... I think I think Cleveland is ready for a bounce back. I think they, you know, the hype that was there last year, and it just everything it all fell apart, and it was it was just. Um, I think Cleveland. I think this could be the year where Cleveland actually, you know, puts it together oh, and, uh, and makes a run. Please, um, <laughs> it, it would be, you know, I like not. I don't think it's a dark horse, but I I feel like Tennessee could. You know, I feel like Tennessee. They obviously they beat New England. They lost to Kansas City in the in the championship game. They beat the Ravens they were too. Up in that game, um, if Tannehill can do what he did last year, and obviously with Derrick Henry and and then that, you know, that team, I think I think Tennessee could make some noise again. That's a fun looking bunch. That's that's a fun look. What about uh, what about the Colts? Do you think Indy could do something? Yeah, if Phil, if Rivers, I mean, depends on how much Philip has left. I think they could. I think you know they've got a good team. They were they before Luck retired. I mean, people were that they were kind of a favorite. Um, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know they've got they're good on both sides of the ball. They yeah. got a great offensive line. They can run the ball. They play good defense. Uh, Frank Reich is a good coach. And uh, if Rivers can 
if Rivers has a couple couple of years left, I think I think Indy could be could definitely make some noise. Um, if if the Rivers project does not work out, do you see a trade for Nick Foles coming to Indianapolis? <laughs> that would that would know. be nice. Yeah, Nick Nick Foles has kind of made the rounds. Obviously, wins the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and you think he's going to go to Jaguar, and that's going to be the answer, and this is going to be his long term home, home, and that doesn't work out. As the owner, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's what you know. Now he's with Chicago. Trubisky is Trubisky really the quarterback of the future for the Bears? I think that is is, is definitely a big question mark. And, uh, you know, Foles is there to maybe Foles is starting in Chicago this year. You never know. You never know at this point. Mayfield, of course, uh, do you think Baker, of course, I like his attitude, what he's bringing right now during the offseason and kind of eliminating the media, uh, so to speak, away from his life. But uh, do you think he's kind of obviously starting to feel the pressure of the NFL being a top-notch quarterback or at least in Cleveland to face the franchise? And um, do you do you could, could you see him out of Cleveland after his contract ends? Yeah, I don't know. He's, um, I think he's realizing that, that, you know, what he needs to do as a leader and how he needs to conduct himself um, in order to win in the, in the NFL. And, and I think he, you know, I think he's got, you know, he's got a lot of pride and, and, and he's a competitor. So I think he wants to win in Cleveland. I think he wants to, he, he, he wants to win in general, but he wants to prove that um, he can do it. And, uh, and I think he'd want to stay in Cleveland if everything else was equal. And uh, like I said, I think the Browns could be, um, I think the Browns could be, this could be the year that we see, you know, them put that together. Um, Kevin Stefanski as the new coach and then and see how he does. He, he comes, you know, he's been a great coordinator with, with, with the Vikings and, and we'll see what the, how that works out. Um, I've been, I've been complaining to both Mike and Kyle about, one Josh Rosen, former top draft pick of the Cardinals a couple years back. And it looks like he's going to get traded again from the Dolphins because of the Tua pick. Um, oh. he just, I mean, the poor guy can't get a break because, no. right, he goes to Arizona. Um, you know, he's a rookie quarterback, not a great team. He struggles. They draft Kyler Murray. He's 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 out of the mix. Goes hey, the look who's decided to show up. <laughs> There's Kyle. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. What's up, Kyle? I've been trying to meet you forever. The timing's been off. Now <laughs> I know. Now we finally get to meet. This it's is great. Honestly, it is. Thank you for all your work. I feel like the league was actually officiated way better when you were in position, but we're not going to comment well, on that. I think I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, what happened with Cody Ford? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was a foul. It was not a foul. It was not a foul. But what bothers me the most is that I watched. That same foul go uncalled the rest of the playoffs. And I only feel that that happened is because Josh Allen's a second-year quarterback, and we have a stigma on quarterbacks to where we'll give Brady the calls, but we'll give the younger players nothing. And I feel like that's a bad stigma for the league to have. Yeah, I know, you know, I know a lot of people think think that that's the case i believe me i don't think the officials think that way they 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 just try to get the calls right and uh you know i just thought that call that was not the intent of that rule 
and uh, it was just a tough call in that situation. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, yeah. Who is that all-black official that we've never seen on a football field before who had nothing to do with the officiating crew that walked on the field and overturned the call over the officiating crew? Well, the, those are the alternate officials, right? So they're wearing the black jersey, right? The black jacket. That's yeah. only in the postseason. And in the postseason, you have alternate officials that have communication um, with with the crew and with replay, and they can help on certain situations. And that's what happened in that in that now, in, in that, that situation. We've seen that play happen in the NFL about geez, more times than I can count. And it's happened in college, and none of them were overturned. It's always been a field the ruling on the field, that's not an overturnable call. Sure, sure. Yeah, I guess they felt they, they, they stepped in and, and, and overturned it. And, um, so the yeah, officials feel that they could change the rules on the spot is is basically... No. Because I mean, by, by definition of the rule, he dropped the ball before it was blown dead. That, that call's never been overturned before in the history. But it's and not. It wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't a touchdown, though. It wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> it wasn't a touchdown. But that game buried with that ball. And everybody knows. I feel like if that's if that's a seven-seven game, I feel like they let that ball go. The fact that it was sixteen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The fact that sixteen nothing and that would have buried the game. I felt that they stepped in and oh, played their hand way too much. I'm sorry. I'm a biased Bills fan. I'm a very biased Bills fan. You're giving the officials too much credit. They don't. They don't think. They don't. They're not that. They're not that manipulative and sophisticated. They just want to get it right. They just want to get it right. That's fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. I get it. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> oh God! You're this gonna is. Stop. Go ahead. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna fire light. <laughs> now, yes, that is Kyle. <laughs> I told you about him. Come on. I told you I about him. To, I have to count eleven games this year that the opposing team wasn't called for an offensive holding against the Bills. Is the Bills' defensive line that bad, or? What's going on? I'm getting chips. This is fascinating 11 me. Game, 11 clean games from offensive lines, and you're lucky to see a team go one game clean. Oh, no, yeah, that's um, that's that's not usual for a team to go 11 games without a hold. Thank you, because I thought it was strange as well. And 100%. Yeah, you average, you know, and even the start of the season, they were much higher, but normally you average between three and four holds a game, you know, between both teams. So to have so to have none in 11 games is, is, is very unusual. I, I have to count. You're starting to convince me that there is a bias against the Bills. There is. My... Uh, the we have one game over. The past six games they played the Patriots. The past six games they played the Patriots. There's been three holding calls, and all of them have been in the fourth quarter when the game's been seen. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is something. I think this year. And, and one more thing. Oh man, this is Is there great. a way that there's a bias against one player? Because Jerry Hughes, ever since he made a comment about the officials not calling yeah. holds, he has been held more than anybody in the league on call. I, you know, I've never yeah, I don't think you know Jerry Hughes had a, had a couple of run-ins with officials. Yeah. Um, you know, after the game, and, and I don't think there is any bias to a particular player. Uh, you know, it got me convinced. <laughs> I don't know. You got me. Hey, look, we we said it earlier before you joined. 
This is the year. This is the Bills' chance. This is it. To oh, win yeah, the, I agree. To win the AFC East and to make some noise in the playoffs. So, uh, Dean, you got me harder than a shark, too. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I love it. I love it. No, listen, no, Kai, listen. He's a New Yorker also. I think the Bills this year are going to get the benefit. Josh Allen's making the name for himself. The team is disciplined. It's a Sean McDermott team. Sean McDermott garners respect around the league. He I does. do think they're going to get away with more than they did last year. But I still disagree with the fact that it does seem that sometimes teams that may not have the biggest market and they may not have the best offensive lines never get the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes it kind of seems like that. And I may be completely wrong. I've done some refereeing in my life myself. And I understand that even if you make a good call, it's not a good call to the other guy. Sure, sure. So I get it. But, I mean, going back and watching the All-22 and studying the tapes and the team that I do, I, over the last couple years, and listen, it seems to pop up the most against the Patriots. That's when it really seems to see itself. I watched Jerry Hughes be absolutely collared and uncalled multiple times against the Patriots. Yeah. And each came out and said it after the game. And you know it's gotta if a player comes out and does that, like they're instructed, don't don't criticize referees. No. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Yeah. And for him to come out and do that and take the fine kinda says like he has some conviction in what he's saying. I think you've convinced me. The Bills the Bills have gotten screwed and you know, we but but this is this is the year that they can overcome that, and we Josh Allen is like one of the rocket favorites for MVP this year. In the Believe league. it or not, though, the Cowboys and Raiders have gotten it bad too. Really? Okay. Yeah, I I watched the the Cowboys. I went back on their all twenty two, and I watched a lot of that, and it's kind of the same thing with the Bills. I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of offensive holds go on call, but then I've seen the Cowboys make the same play with a better offensive line well, and get called. The Cowboys did. The Cowboys had a big this this past. Um, and trust me, I hate them. When they played Washington, there was a game where there was a lot of missed holds. I remember that Jason Garrett was talking about that game. Yeah. Dean, when are you coming back and taking over, man? You, it, it, I feel like, I feel like there was not the as many controversies when you were in power. I really do. I'm sorry. I'm that guy. No, I appreciate that. I don't know. You know, I'm happy. We miss you, Dean. We do. We we miss if, you as fans. We do. If the NFL wants to come back, then, then we'll see. But I, I do appreciate that. It's nice. To I love your honesty, man. Because you, uh, whenever there would be something in question, you would go on air and you had the balls to at least admit the the call was wrong. You didn't try and hide it. You didn't try and bury it. You would say, you know what, we made a mistake, people are human, and we'll try not to do it next time. And I, as fans, I think I can speak for Mike and Dan saying that's all we ever want. We know this isn't a perfect sport. We know there are not robots out there. But, you know, if there's a mistake, just, you know, just tell us, like, hey, we messed up. And we'll be like, you know what, it happened. That's all you can do, and that's how I approach it. I approach it the same way with the coaches. If we mess something up, I'm going to say, hey, yeah, we messed it up. Um, here's what we're doing to make sure it doesn't happen again. Right? That's all you can do. That is awesome. Really 
That was really and, good. And, and, and to be honest, as, as a, a bitter Bills fan, uh, as we could obviously see, I am. Yes, I um, see. I just noticed the Josh Allen hurtling over Anthony Barr. Yeah. I just noticed that. The very least I can do is say being a referee is such an unthankful job. I mean, you don't hear guys in the announce crew say, hey, that was a tough call to make, but he made a great call. You know, nobody wants to be the referee who flags a guy in the fourth quarter for holding on a play that wasn't even involved in a play, but it has to be done. And it's a very thankless job. And I just want you to know that we do know that and we respect it. And, you know, hey, you know. Yeah. I take my hat off and I try cut my own hair in these crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. But I appreciate that. It is a hard it's a hard job. Um it's a it's a very um you thankless. know Nobody thankless thanks job. You. you you know, you don't get a lot of positive reinforcement and it, it just means a lot to to know that at least some people understand that. Yeah, man. Now, here's a here's a tricky question for you. Yeah. Would you want referees to get more noticeability like if they make a good call would you want the referee's name announced if he made a bad call in the same retrospect you maybe wouldn't because if they put the referee's names out there i feel like they're gonna they're gonna look at the bad more than the good 100 percent. they're gonna single people out 100 percent. that's why that's why you don't want to officials you, you try to keep officials under the radar right yeah um the best officiated games usually are the ones where you don't you didn't even notice right you didn't notice anything about the officiating so it, it goes both ways you don't want to like celebrate you know good call things like that because then people are going to focus on the negative and and it's just it's unfortunate we live today in a society where these these officials they live you know in 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 neighborhoods and they kids go to school and sometimes there's backlash if there's too much you know publicity about the officiating and that's not what we want absolutely and it's got to be hard enough to hide the hoppy lease as it is <laughs> yeah right i know oh that man so jacked up yeah of course as we continue with the fishing before i ask you the question i'm sure buffalo will have a great season until we Week 15, when when Drew Locke will will uh, kind of run <laughs> over the Buffalo defense. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, Kyle. Don't forget, Kyle. We come to we come to you week 11. Keep in mind here, Kyle. Keep in mind, we come to you week 11. Russell Wilson comes to you week 11, right? I'm more worried about you than you. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. I just got that. But, but anyway, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, oh, man. Anybody's listening out there, if anybody's interested in becoming an official and moving up the ranks to the NFL, what's the first step they need to, that they need to take to get to that process? Yeah, it starts, typically it starts um, with the local high school association. So you contact your local high school association. How can I get involved in in, in that, um, they, these high school associations, they have officiating meetings. Um, so you get, you get connected that way. And then you just kind of get started, start working maybe junior high games, high school games, and then work your way up to college. And then eventually the NFL. So it starts with youth football. And, uh, and usually officials get started because they either know someone, uh, a family member, a friend kind of connects them and, uh, and they go from there. Now, oh. Dean, um, the typical, you know, you know, not a hockey, not a big name guy, official. Is this all they do? Do they have 
uh, jobs outside of the NFL? Is, is, is do they ref maybe referee other sports, or is is that their main income? Or are a lot of these guys, you know, insurance brokers or trade or whatever it is they do on the side? Yeah, a lot of them have other jobs. It's just football, right? Football's once a week. That's the way it's always been. So football officials, they weren't going to sit around all week and not, you know, not have jobs. So a lot of them have other jobs. You know, it, it runs the course. So, you know, a lot of them are in education or lawyers or they own their own businesses. So a lot of officials do have other professions um, because officiating, you know, it's like playing. You could get injured. Um, your career could end pretty quickly. So you got to have that that other that other, you know, means of supporting yourself. So they do a lot of other things, but most officials do have other other jobs that they do. And one more follow-up. What's the vetting process um, to being a referee? I'm yes. sure, I'm more than sure they'll go through your credit score and, and look at that to make sure that you're not buried in debt to make bets and whatnot. But, like, do they look into your favorite teams? Do they look into, you know, maybe your history with football, if you played for a team or something like that and try and distance you? hundred percent. There's a, a pretty comprehensive vetting process before they get hired. They go through background checks. Um, they, there's, you know, a complete financial, you know, you'll, you'll look at all their financials, their bank accounts, their, you know, their credit. Do they have, you know, do they have anything outstanding? If you've got somebody that, that is in, um, you know, a lot of debt, you, that that's a red flag, right? Because yeah. then, you know, you get involved in, in the gambling aspect of it. Um, they, they'll go around, they'll actually, um, look at your past, your background. They'll go around and, and interview your neighbors. Before we bring somebody in the NFL, we have NFL security that will go and interview their neighbors and, and, and talk to them. And then, so it's a, it's a pretty intense process. They get interviewed, they go through a psychological exam um, before they even get an opportunity to get in the league. So, so you're, you're trying to, to eliminate any potential issues before it even begins. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys, all of you. Uh, Dean, thank you so much for coming back on. It is always a pleasure having you on, my man. Dean, I can't even tell you how big of an honor it is to be Yes, you. absolutely, my man. You guys are great. And hopefully, hey, Long Island Zone, brother. Long Island Zone. Long Island Zone, that's right. If we, you know, season starts on time, I'd love to come back and, uh, and we'll see how... We'll see how the Bills are doing. If they're if they're two and five, I, I don't want to start hearing Kyle talking about the officials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. If they're two and five, it'll be anybody's fault but their own. So. <laughs> oh, man. If it's um, two and five, I might not be here. I might be hanging from the rafters. <laughs> Come on, man. Dark as hell. Oh. You gotta be. I'm a Bills fan, man. It doesn't get darker. I mean, I mean, you could be Cincinnati. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Well, not in '89. Or Jacksonville. Actually, no. Wait. Nah, you're fine. You're fine. No offense, but you're fine. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> uh, Dean, thank you so much, brother. Thank we you. hope to hear. Thanks, guys. We hope to hear from you soon, brother. We'll talk to you soon. It's been an honor. Thank you.